0: On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people just like you and me who've had to overcome incredible odds to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, We're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit Downs with your host, Jenny Anchondo. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Second Shot Sit Downs. I'm Jenny Ann Chondo, and I don't know if the rest of you have been dealing with the same situation, but it's like we already had a summer and now we're having another summer. So who could we bring in but a mother of 10 to help us all figure it out. So Laura Hernandez is not only a mother of 10, but she is the founder of MamaSystems.net. She has figured out a way to systemize the whole family life like a well-oiled machine, like a work in business. Hello, Laura. Good to see you. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm so curious how this all goes down because I think of myself in the chaos of working at home with only one child, one three-year-old, and it was total chaos. So I'm very curious to hear, you know, how, how you got these systems into place, but you know, you also have this really beautiful, uh, fostering and adoption story that I want to start with so that everybody knows how it came to be that you had 10 kids.
1: Yeah. So we started the process back in 20. No, we didn't. So 20, 2012. Okay. And, um, we had a little buddy with us and he went back to his mama and two years later she had two more and then we got all three of them. So it was like a package deal. And we were up in the Seattle area and we had to move back to foster again and then adopt them. And so that process was just a really, really long process and really hard. And then once, I mean, I I remember standing in the kitchen and being like, I just have to get through today. I just have to get to the end of the day when they're all in bed and all tucked in and we'll all be great, right? And so I was kind of giving myself these pep talks of how we're going to make that happen. Right. And I I remember thinking, we've got to get out of this. We've got to come up with something that's going to help us function as a family. Because I would read books on adoption. I would read books on special needs. Because what we didn't know at the time is that our three little buddies also had special needs. Mm-hmm. They have intellectual and developmental delay. Um, and so that just made them a whole lot tougher than your average kiddo. And I didn't realize that at the time. So I was reading all these things and all these blogs and all these, listening to all these podcasts and nothing seemed to fit. So they talk about homeschooling. We homeschool our kiddos normally, um, except our special little buddies go off to school.
0: Okay, got it. So
1: I was reading homeschool books and trying to figure out what we're going to, how we're going to do it. And so they talk about your long day of homeschooling. I'm like, well, I have therapists coming in and out of my house all day. I can't, like, I can't just sit down and do that all day. And so we really had to, sit down and figure out what really mattered and how we want to prioritize that and the things that, that drain us and how I could either delegate those to people or automate them or eliminate them altogether. And that was kind of my process. And so that's what I work with moms now is that process of going through their whole life and everything that they do and helping them figure out what's important and what's not important and getting rid of what's not important.
0: So you, so that's sort of how Mamasystems.net came to be. Was that you kind of figured out your systems? And I can understand where you're coming from, where like nothing really fit your mold because there are so many. Each child's unique, and they're all coming from these different backgrounds and stuff. So, what what are the ages of the kids right now?
1: Our oldest is fourteen, and then we go 12, 11. Do you want their names as well? Sure. It feels like a test. Let's, People are let's always give like them a shout out. Oh, No,
0: I'm not testing you. Never. <laughs>
1: Our 14-year-old is Amelia, and then we have a 12-year-old, Max, and an 11-year-old, Noah. Andrew is nine. Matthew and Sam are both eight, but they are not twins. Um, one of those, Matthew is our adopted little buddy. And then Hannah is seven. Charlie is six. Benny is four. And Henry is ten, almost
0: 11 months. Oh, my goodness and how, I don't even know, like our, photo, our our photographer very well may be watching her children right now because I'm like occupying Laura's time. I'm like, you've got all these kids to deal with. Oh my gosh, and yet you're so you're so calm. So let's go through some of these systems because um, I mentioned off the top, I think a lot of moms and dads feel like, oh, we already had this summer and, and you're used to homeschooling, a lot of us are not. So this was like a really unique kind of time here for the past few months and they've been home for this time, and now they're about to be home for a whole nother tour of three months in this second summer, as we're calling it. So you say top of the list with surviving the summer is working, figuring out how do they get some work done and how do we get some work done. So please tell us your secrets. (laughs) I really think, first of all, I just wanna say that I am
1: very aware. So our three special buddies are normally in school. And so it's been, it feels like forever that they've been home and there's days I want to tear my eyes out. So I do not hear me saying that I have this all together, but having systems in place helps a ton. And so those systems just help us get along and, and often thrive during the day, but we still have bad days and stuff too. So, um,
0: so when it comes to working I what question, you yeah, no, no working talking about no. Tr- trust me, I have to look at my notes to even know what I asked you to. So we are on the same page here. Laura, you know, yeah, working. How, how, how do we get some work done? And how do they get some some work done, like these age appropriate jobs that we're giving to the kids?
1: Yes, so I really think that batch working your tasks is huge. And so really sitting down with your schedule and realizing like, OK, in the morning time and again, this could look different for you. But for me, the morning time is our school time, so we're going to be doing like our school games on the computer and just different educational things, like practicing reading and stuff like that. And then after lunch is our quiet time. And during that quiet time is when I try to get most of my work done. And so I'll batch my tasks together throughout the week as well. So if I have charts to print out for people and laminate them, I'll do that on Thursday. And then all my email returns on Tuesday. So just batching things together really helps because then you sit down and you know what you're going to do. So that's the first thing. And then the very end of the day, we try to play with them and just spend that quality time to fill up their love tanks. And that way, when you come and sit down to work, you're not feeling guilty and bad that you are like, I I need to work right now. I need you to go do something else. And, um, one of the resources in on my website has a whole list of quiet time activities and all these things that you can kind of give your kids choices. So we give them boundary choices where it's just a, um, a detailed list that they can choose from. So it's not exhaustive, but it really helps them figure out something from that list that you feel okay with. And they feel like they have choices and they feel like they have control. Uh And so that's a really great thing too.
0: Isn't that so key is, well, not just in kids, but any kind of relationship, you know, letting the other person feel like they do have some, some choice and some control in the matter, not as if they are being controlled.
1: Correct. Yeah. They want to feel, I mean, our kids are so much like that. So even just giving them choices for two things. So, Hey, mama needs to work for 30 minutes. So I need you to go either sit down and do reading eggs on the iPad, or you need to go play a game in the playroom. Like whatever those two things are, whatever you feel okay with giving them choices and then they get to pick is such a huge thing.
0: I'm curious about the iPad situation. How, what, what, what's your, do you have a certain age that you start at? Do you have a certain amount of time, a certain, you know, uh, like limit for the week or how how do you work that into your systems?
1: Yeah, we have a we have a lot of different devices now that we've also gotten the Google Chromebooks from school, um, and so we have. My husband calls it the Swiss cheese model of keeping tabs on all of our children and the internet, and so we we have a lot of things in place to help cut down on screen time. So they're only supposed to have an hour of screen time a day, and we do that through Microsoft Family, and then we also have a bunch of um, like barriers and. I'm missing the computery word, but whatever the wall, the walls are for the yeah, children. The <laughs> yeah, the
0: restrictions, yeah, the things, limits and um, stuff.
1: Yes, and what they can look at and what they can play on. And so the iPad has a thing where you can block out all the other apps and you can only do like the one kid app you want them to do.
0: Gotcha, yes, but I'm hearing like an hour a day per kid. Except for probably the yes. baby. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> Except for the little one. I'm reading. So what I did was, you guys, Laura has this really good um, sort of like free download on her website, mamasystems.net, and it has age-appropriate chores. So you guys all know, I've um, Heath and I have a, a three-year-old. So I, I printed off the chart, Laura. It says that she can pick up toys, help unload dishes, turn on the Roomba. I need to get a Roomba. Um, Put clothes away, help to switch out the laundry, wipe down the baseboards and rim. That, I had never thought about that, so I think that's a really good idea. Just helping her, you know, having her kind of wipe down the baseboards. And then put dirty clothes away and water the plants. I love it. What, what, what age do you think kids can really start chores at? And, and Because it really is work. It's work on the front end because you kind of have to teach them how to do it, right? What age are you starting that with having them actually work as a part of the household?
1: I mean, probably two and a half three whenever they can be walking around I'm like oh do you want because they're over there playing in the dishwasher anyway right true our so little buddy is almost one is over there taking out stuff and so I know he's capable and so if he if we can channel that energy and make that productive of like oh let's put it on the counter instead or whatever that is like they can help as well so they can help pick up toys and all of those things but giving them assigned tasks throughout the day so we have different we have morning jobs and afternoon jobs, and then evening jobs. And so giving them assigned test during that time so that they know what the expectations are and those are set. And then you can also be consistent with that. And that's really, really key for our kids, I think, to especially my little buddies that have a hard time with a lot of things. Sure, so, with focusing uh, and everything,
0: just, yeah. yeah. You
1: that, know, That on, expectation
0: setting is huge. On the front of this packet you say, I know you can do it all. But please don't. There really is that drive as a parent to just do the stuff yourself because it's easier to just do it yourself. So, can you kind of speak to the importance of teaching the kids and making them follow through with the, the, the chores and the projects and the things that you could easily just maybe do yourself?
1: Yes. And I know, I mean, I know that's so much easier a lot of times, like just to go in there and pick everything up really quick. But I think we're missing out on building a team mentality with our family. And once that's in play, it's like the most beautiful thing in the world. Like at five o'clock when I'm making dinner, everybody's doing their little jobs, whether that's watching the baby or um, helping set the table or putting silver on the table, like whatever their job is, everybody's doing it. So we're all working together as a team. And for whatever reason, that really helps me, even if it doesn't seem like what they're doing is huge, like putting forks on the table. It's one less thing for me to think about, and it really helps me feel like we're doing it as a team. So I'm not bitter that I'm doing it all. I mm-hmm. feel like I used to be really like ticked off. Cause I'd be like, I just cleaned that up. What are you doing? Right. And so this just helps kind of de-escalate my, my, my spirit because I can not lash out at people for making a mess, right? That it's like, okay, well you had to clean it up, so go clean it up before you come do this.
0: It's so true. That that martyrdom thing of running around and I'll just do it. It's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then you and your however many kids you have are kinda like, Whoa, why is mom going so wild on this? And it just, yeah, it breeds that angst. I think that can work in the workplace and at home. So so I like I like that message. I know Laura that you're planning on even though you've been doing schooling during the year and doing doing the homeschooling during the year you still plan on doing school during the summer. Explain why you do that and then like what you do for these types of educational activities.
1: Yeah, so we we still do our top 3. It's kind of my my always goal during homeschooling time is pick your top 3 and just get those done. So if it's my oldest one. He does math and typing and handwriting. And it kind of goes down from there of what they need to do every day. But the picking three just really helps me not stress out about it. I feel like if we get those three things done, then we're having a good day. Those are like the essentials, the top things. So if somebody throws up everywhere, we can go back in and just say, we're just doing these three today. That's it. Um, they have other things that they're supposed to do and they have that list and they can go through and check it off and do all of the things. But I find that just picking three is marvelous. And so it's kind of the same thing for, The summertime too, except we're just tweaking a little bit and making a little bit more fun. So instead of sitting down and doing an hour of math, they can sit down and do some dog, or something that's a little more educational and fun, where they're still getting some math in, but it's more of a playing game.
0: Okay, what's some dog? Some dog is the is a like a math program.
1: It is, and so like they have little people that jump up a building, and so you're a person and you're playing against other people out there in the wide world. And if you get your math problem right, you get to jump up. And so you're trying to be the first one to jump up to the top of the building. So it's a lot of like, and making basketball shoots and all of those things. It's just um, it's just a fun game, but you have to do math problems to get to go.
0: Yeah, so some of the resources, you do Khan Academy, some Dog, Handwriting Without Tears, um, Typing.com. So some of those things that are fun because they're like on a device. So I think it makes it feel a little bit more fun to do it and a little What's bit more like- summer vibes as opposed to being in the regimented school, right? Yes, ma'am. Let's talk about eating and streamlining the eating process because this is something also that you have systems for. I think even if people don't have kids, this is a really good idea. So explain the system for like mealtime and your, and your menu and how you are feeding 10 little humans every day.
1: Yeah, so we have a batch working menu. So every day we have something different. So like for example, on Monday is our crockpot pot night or Instapot night. So when I go to plan our meals, I know immediately I'm just going to that little section of my life and thinking what crop meal could I do and then planning that out. And then Tuesday is taco Tuesday. And again, it doesn't have to be the same like hard shell tacos with meat in them and cheese. Like every, every Tuesday night could look different. So it could be like egg burritos or nachos or quesadillas or whatever, just something along those lines. So that way we're having different things, but my brain power is like, I'm not putting my energy into that. I like trying to come up with new recipes to impress all my people because
0: They don't
1: care. They would much rather have hot dogs every day. Say
0: it again for the moms in the back. They (laughs) don't care. I like that idea of like, it's kind of the same thing every night, like maybe a pasta night, but you're doing like one week it's red sauce, one week it's white sauce, right? Exactly. It's, it, yeah, exactly. So Friday nights is our pasta night and that's what we do. There's something, there's something psychological about this as well, too, with kids knowing what to expect, right? Explain what, what that relationship is like with regard to the kids knowing what to expect and then not fighting over what they're getting fed because that food struggle is real for a lot of families.
1: It is real. And so I think setting those expectations of, Hey, Monday night, we're going to do an Instapot night and maybe even bringing them in on it and say, which Instapot night do you want? Or like what meal would you want cooked in the Instapot? But then I also have a little menu out there that has, it's just in a frame. And then I write down Monday, we're having this Tuesday, we're having this. And that way they can go and look at it and know what we're going to have and be prepared for dinner (laughs) because sometimes they're not that happy about a meal Mm. and that's what we're having for dinner.
0: So so it's just like knowing that they're gonna be having something that isn't their favorite is part of the battle. Yeah, exactly. Now you have on your top five list of things that you're gonna do this summer. Laura Hernandez, mother of 10 says she's gonna rest. <laughs> how are you gonna do that? How, how do you like explain what that part of the system looks like? Yeah, so I, I
1: know that it is important for me to kind of have me time. And so whether that's on a daily basis, just coming into my room and being still and quiet, which is normally during quiet time, or weekly, my husband and I have a date night. And then we also have a a night where I can go out and just be with girlfriends. And so really knowing what you need as a mama to help survive and to help fill you up, whatever those things are, you really have to schedule them in and then really keep that appointment with yourself because it's super
0: important. How do you get the quiet time? I only have one, and I haven't had quiet time in three years, Laura. So do tell. Is that is that a set time like they know to expect that too?
1: Yeah. So after dinner or after lunch, we say, "Okay, guys, it's quiet time. Here are your choices right now. You can go read in your room or whatever, whatever those things are. That great list there with the quiet time activities. um, All of those things, they have the choice of. So they get to pick and that just helps eliminate some of the coming in and mom what can i do mom i'm bored mom blah, blah, blah. Right. whatever that is it helps eliminate it because then you can say hey buddy you chose to play cards today so if you want to choose something else you can go do that but just speaking kindly and reminding them of the choices that they made for that time
0: reminding them of the choices they made yo so so the list is like legos audiobooks, podcasts for kids love that cards coloring board games, magnet tiles, all that kind of stuff. So they kind of know ahead of time, this is going to be quiet time. How long do you usually do quiet time for? Is is it longer than 30 seconds or shorter?
1: (laughs) It's about two hours.
0: What? Oh my goodness. Well, no wonder you have no trouble getting somebody to watch your 10 kids. If they're able to stay quiet for two hours, this is amazing. So they just know to expect it. You set the expectations and they know that that's what they're doing.
1: Yes. And they also have each other to play with. So all of our buddies that don't just sit and read for hours, they're all playing together normally. So they'll play a quiet room in their game, Well
0: quiet maybe, game in their room. Maybe Laura, I need to have another one so that I can have quiet time for two hours. Maybe. maybe Is that the trick? I think so. <laughs> I think it's harder.
1: <laughs> I, I would bet that it's harder having one kid at home while you're trying to work than it is having 10 children at home while you're trying to work.
0: Mm interesting just they can play with each other and just kind of like on your leg
1: <laughs> they are but when you have four, then they are they're they're playing together and it's so sweet
0: really quickly i want you to go over some of these fun family nights that you've been doing i think these are really great ideas kind of tangible takeaways and then i'll let you go take care of the kids but what are some of these i know you do sunday sundays culture night explain what that's about and wh- why the kids look forward to it
1: i mean they love sunday sundays that's their favorite they're like, is it Sunday yet? Is it Sunday yet? Um, and for us, that just looks like a bowl of ice cream and they get to pick their sprinkles on top. And so it's not really that big of a deal, but they think it's a big deal. So uh, we sat down at the beginning of the whole COVID thing and said, we need to come up with some fun, some fun things to do at night, some family theme nights. And the point of that was to say like, Hey, this, they're going to remember this time when everything's canceled and they're not going to school or they're not going to activities. And wouldn't it be great if instead of looking back and like being bummed about the whole thing, they could look back and say like, Hey, we had some of the best times as a family together. And that was really amazing. And so wanting to make those exciting and emphasize them a lot, those theme nights. So that way they have something to go back to and in their minds and think positively about Mm -hmm. this time. So we do Sunday Sundays and then we do mattress movie night where everybody brings in their mattresses in the living room. We all kind of camp out in the living room and watch a movie. And then culture night we just started doing this during the summer and it is we're looking at i have the older ones look up like a fun dish for us to make from a different culture and some fun music and then also doing some fun research on just different facts about a country or a different culture than us so i think that's really important i i think it's really important right now too um just during all of these crazy times i think that's really important to honor those cultures and give space for them.
0: Of course, of course. And and you're kind of sneaking in the learning and the education and those really, really important life lessons for the kids. Laura, you did it. We did like a 30 minute conversation. Not one child interrupted the entire time. Clearly (laughs) your systems are working. So let everybody know where they can find you, all the platforms, all the websites.
1: Yeah, at Systems on Instagram and then MamaSystems.net is my website. And there's a ton of resources on there for you. So I would love for you to go look them up.
0: Laura, thank you so much. We will link up your page. We appreciate your time. And I am so ready to implement the systems and get my two hours of quiet time. It's going to happen this summer. (laughs) It's going to happen. You guys, more information at secondshotpodcast.com. And thank you so much.